He's back like a bad rash. Legendary broadcaster, Drew Marshall. Just yesterday morning, they let me know you were gone. Suzanne, the plans they made put an end to you. I walked out this morning and I wrote down this song. I just can't remember who to send it to. I've seen fire and I've seen rain. Tim and I were just talking off air about how much I hate him for introing this next yes, interview with. Because I adore you. <laughs> you just like poking my emotions. I do. Royce and Carrie Young join us now, and and uh, boy, I mean, I don't. I, I want it just out of respect. I want to set this up in a concise way, and I don't. Re- most times, I don't care about screwing up an intro. No, you don't. Somebody's, you know, interview. Yes. But this one has just really, really yeah. hit me. So imagine being told that your your baby would be born without a major part of their brain, and imagine deciding that your baby girl would continue to then live and be born, only to die shortly after coming into this world, so that other babies could live. Royce and Carrie shared their heart wrenching journey on Facebook. Royce did, and and. Uh, and then all of a sudden, it seemed like every major news outlet in the world began talking about one of the most inspirational Mother's Day stories ever. Here's a few words from the post that went around the world from Royce. I thought back to the moment where we found out Eva wasn't perfect and how literally 30 seconds after our doctor told us our baby doesn't have a brain, somehow through full body ugly crying, Carrie looked up and asked, if I can carry her full term, can we donate her organs? First of all, who does that? <sighs> I remember our doctor putting her hand on Carrie's shoulder saying, oh, honey, that's so brave of you to say. It was sort of like, how nice of you, but come on. But Carrie meant it. And there I was, crestfallen and heartbroken, but I momentarily got lifted out of the moment and just stood in awe of her. I was a spectator to my own life, watching a superhero find her superpowers. In literally the worst moment of her life, finding out her baby was going to die, it took her less than a minute to think of someone else and how her selflessness could help. It's one of the most powerful things I've ever experienced. Joining us, Royce and Carrie Young. Carrie, I just want to talk to you first for a second. Hi, Carrie. Hi. Um, who are you? <laughs> I'm, just a, I'm just a person. No. No, you're not. No. I mean, look, I know there are people around the world that do noble things. But given the set of circumstances and the timing and, I mean, where where do you think this decision came from? Do you think it came from just the goodness of how you were raised? Do you think, like, where is the, it's got to be more than, it's got to be like a personal conviction about stuff. Well, I mean, to be honest, I had read a story and I can't remember it now. Um, but a few months prior to finding out about Eva, um, I don't even remember if we were pregnant at this time, but it was about, um, it was about late term abortion and how it doesn't really just mean that you don't want a pregnancy, you know, things can go wrong in the pregnancy. And I 
had a long talk with it about, um, or about it with some of my friends. And, um, in there, in, in those conversations I had said, I wonder if you could carry a terminal child to, to term and then donate their organs. Wow. So, I mean, this, this is something that happened. I can't even remember if we were pregnant or not. I'm not sure, but this is something that I had thought about before as awful as that is. Um, no, so that's kind of, that's probably why it was so much on the forefront of my mind, I would say. (sighs) You know, look, I, I interview a lot of different people, uh, a lot of people that other people look up to and i don't want to keep gushing on you guys like this because it's just going to get awkward Gush uh, away. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well 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 said royce um but this is this is one of these interviews that i you know people say hey uh, who's someone you've interviewed that you really enjoy you know tell us about a standout interview we haven't even started the interview and i'm already you know you're on the list so uh, that's nice <clears throat> so 19 weeks comes the ultrasound and the doctor says pretty bluntly, what, uh, Royce? What, uh, what, what, I mean, what, she just, or Carrie, yep. Well, what happens is you, um, your ultrasound tech isn't allowed to tell you what's wrong. So she, you know, obviously sees it right away. Anencephaly is um, very clear on ultrasound. When you know what you're looking for. Yeah. Mm. Um, so she obviously saw it right away, showed the scans to our doctor, and then came in and said, your doctor wants to see you immediately. So we had to go across the street. It was in a, it was in a separate building, and um, we were just in there. And she walks in, and the look on her face—we knew something was bad. And she said, "I'm sorry to have to tell you this, but your baby doesn't have a brain." <sighs> it was just like that. I mean, there's no, what else is she supposed to say at that point? You know, that was just the truth. That's just what was actually happening. Um, and so then we lost it i guess royce remembers it more clear than i do i don't remember anything past that point really well and i was gonna say for our doctor who's um was kind of prior also kind of a friend of carrie's but um she had never dealt with a anencephalic case before so Mm. you know this was her first time to have that conversation with anybody you know for her first time to walk into uh a room and sit down with a couple and tell them this this diagnosis so you know i'm sure she uh she she probably didn't know what she was going to say either when she was walking out. So if I get this right, every one in one hundred thousand babies have this. Roughly, I'm, not, roughly? I'm not totally sure. I know it's three in every ten thousand pregnancies, but that doesn't mean deliveries. Yes. Okay. Well, I think it's one in one hundred thousand deliveries. Deliveries. Full term. Full term deliveries are okay. encephalic cases. So, but, m- um, bottom because most, most people don't take it to full term. No, right, right. So, bottom line is this is incredibly rare. Which would make most people, I think, kind of look up in the sky and go, seriously? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there was a lot of that. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> most people, including Royce and Carrie Young. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, I think, you know, not not to go through my whole uh, personal family history, but, like, my, I, I grew up in a way where there was a whole lot of looking up at the sky and saying seriously. So um, I've kind of lived my life where I have always kind of felt, even though, I mean, I live in a, a remarkably blessed life. I mean, I, it's, I, I can't be more thankful for some of the, the gifts and the, and the blessings that I do have. But it, there is always kind of this feeling, um, the way that I grew up, that the other shoe was going to, going to drop. My older brother... Um, is severely handicapped with uh, a, ra- a rare brain disorder. My dad had uh, can- was diagnosed with lymphoma cancer. He's been in remission for 15 years now. But when I was in sixth grade, my uncle, who I was really close to, died from ALS. So it's like all these kind of like family things kind of kept happening to us. And I remember that was something um, 
the associate pastor at our church that we met with, uh, the, the first day that we, when we found out, we were kind of looking for some guidance. We went to meet with him and uh, he kind of just put it bluntly and, and it always kind of stuck with me. It was like, why can't God just kind of pick on somebody else for a little yeah. bit? Like, what? like, you know, it kind of feels like God's picking on you a little bit, yeah. but, uh, but we've kind of been conditioned for it a little bit. All right. What is, I mean, I don't, I didn't even write this question down because I don't know how to formulate it. So let me just struggle through this with you live on air. <laughs> um, <laughs> what, what is your belief? What do you do with someone you love who dies? Is it a final goodbye? Do you hope that there, that there's more? Do you believe in reincarnation? Do you, is it is there a God like a Jesus, a church thing? Yeah. You know, I don't give a holy grunt what you guys believe, but I'm wondering wh- how your beliefs impacted th- this right. this decision to do what you did. But then also, how do your beliefs, if there if there are any, how do they help you move forward from this, uh, Carrie? I, well, I mean, we're Christians. Um, so we believe that there is heaven and there is afterlife in heaven. Um, but I don't really know what that means. You know, I don't, I don't know when I get to heaven, however old I am, what will Eva look like? Hmm. You know, I have no idea. And, and that's not something that I really need to know. I don't, I don't dwell on that. I don't wonder, is she going to be a baby? Is she going to be whole physically? Um, is she going to be seven? Is she going to be a teenager? I don't know. And I don't, I, I honestly don't even care to know. That's just not something that I'm going to spend my time wondering about my, I, this sounds so harsh, but I'm not going to wonder about my dead baby in heaven. No. I'm not doing that. No. Like I'm not putting myself in that position. I'm not going there. Um, I believe she's in heaven and I believe that I'll see her again in heaven. And for me, that's kind of like period the end. That's all I've really thought about as far as her dying. Mm-hmm. How about you, Royce? I, I kind of sit in the same place Carrie is with that. I mean, it, to me, that you know, that's something that um, it's kind of funny, Drew, honestly, how so many people have just assumed we're Christian, which we are. But like yeah. when, when something bad like this happens, and you know, like all the messages you know, kept telling us that you know, you're going to see your baby girl in heaven again one day. And that's like a lot of people think that that's this really comforting thing to know. But it's like, well— Sure, I guess that's true, but that means first of all, I have to die to see her, which yeah. I'm not really excited to die myself. No, nope. and um, and I I really would just prefer to see my baby girl right now. Really, yeah, really, <laughs> yeah. we would just rather have her. You know, now. and uh, it's <laughs> yeah. really not that comforting to me. I mean, like Carrie said, we're both Christians. We 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 both grew up in church. Carrie went to Baptist church. I went to a non-denominational church. I've converted her over into the non-denominational side. So <laughs> she's been going to uh, the church I grew up at um, since we've been married, and um, you know, we're very. Uh, you know, I, I would say we're very faithful people, um, but it, at the same time, you know, I don't, I don't know if I would classify us as your just traditional Christian, where we're just like, you know, God's got this, God's got it under control, like, no. you know, uh, cast your burdens on Him, because I've never personally felt that way. It's, it, I haven't really approached it that way, and even with the decision that we made, it wasn't this real, like, you know, faith-based, religious thing where it's like, well, we got to do what God wants us to do. To be perfectly blunt, and I know maybe a lot of Christian listeners don't want to hear it, but like this wasn't a God decision for us. It was we felt that more than anything else, it was like, um, you know, I think that the foundation of who we are as people is our faith and and our faith in Jesus. But like we didn't necessarily sit down and like pray and go, God, tell us what you want us to do. I mean, like God gave us a situation to decide, and, and we kind of felt like that through our upbringing and our church and our faith, we were conditioned and prepared to make 
the you know the quote I don't want to say right decision but quote unquote you know the the thing that was best for us to do sure man I'm glad you guys are on my show and uh, <laughs> and you you have got to bring uh, you've got to bring uh, the whole uh, the whole family up to, up this way uh, because I think it'd be a good hang uh, Harrison is how old now two two, He's two and a half yeah two and a half I love the fact that I didn't know anything about your God thing. Um, and, and all of a sudden, boom, there's a God thing. I love the, what I'm trying to say is I love the fact that it wasn't the forerunner in all the stories. It wasn't the front page. And I think we, yeah, we did that on purpose. I, I, you know, I have been that person reading Facebook and immediately seeing a story about religion and scrolling right past it. And we're Christians. Yeah, and I'm a Christian. Um, I I just, there, to me, God is not a feeling. And so I don't need to get wrapped up in spiritual feelings. So I, you know, I'm, I'm someone who's just going to scroll past that. I'm not going to sit there and read a sad story with a happy God ending. I'm not doing it. (laughs) Well, and and I'd add too that like, I think from Carrie and I, you know, this is something that we kind of talk to each other about that as as this kind of inadvertently accidentally became this public story based on a Facebook post I did um, that you know we are Christians and we're proud to be Christians and we kind of talked about like what's the best way to approach this as people ask us questions or we do like an interview or something and if they want to ask us about it and and you know the things that I wrote and the posts that Carrie did on Facebook we wanted to kind of avoid the topic and it's not because there was like shame there but because you know I think in terms of like your audience a large portion of your audience is going to be non-Christian people. And we felt like that, you know, if, if people could just look at us and say the questions that you're asking yourself, Drew, like, why would these people do this sort of thing? Like, what is it about them that made them do it? And if we don't even have to explain it to you, but you can just say there's something different about them, yeah, yeah. then that's yeah. all the witness that we really <clears throat> want to say. Well, look, the other thing is down there in the United States of America, you right. you guys are just right wound up way more than we are up here uh, about – all of this stuff, you know, the pro-life, and and I, I'm sure you you've been the target of criticism. I'm sure somebody in the medical profession suggested that you do X, Y, or Z, and maybe had. The, I mean, I hope to God you you haven't delved into comment sections of any of these posts online because that's the gong show of humanity right there. Right. Yeah, we're we're used to it with Royce's job. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. You're 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 Mr. Sports Writer, ESPN basketball dude, right? Right, and so. Uh, it's funny because, uh, yeah, sports fans can be just about as uh, vitriolic as... Uh... They're the worst. I'll say it. They're the worst. They're terrible. They're mean. They're they're the worst. Wow. Wow. So so ha- also the best. We love you all. So, <laughs> so have have you uh, been attacked? Have, you, have people tried to get you uh, on their agenda or attacked you with an agenda? Absolutely. And the... The people that would say things like, I cannot believe they're having a baby to bring into this world only to suffer and then harvest her organs. Like, no, that says more about you than it does about me. Like, what in in the world makes you think that we're bringing a baby in this world to suffer? Who does that? Hmm. Like, the fact that you think that says more about yourself than me because that's not what happened at all. I think as we all know about about people on the Internet – 
is that uh, they make assumptions about your personal life without knowing anything about it. And, you know, they want, they want to draw a conclusion with X, Y, and Z. And um, they don't have the information that we have. They haven't talked to the doctors we have. And, you know, I would say the overwhelming amount of um, feedback that we got has been positive. Okay, yeah, like 90%. But, you know, of course, the vocal minority is the one that we all, that, that you pay attention to and the one that catches your attention. <laughs> yeah. Man. How would you guys have dealt with the whole? No, actually, oh, God, I'm rushing through this, and I got to slow down because I, I, I want to. I'm just mindful of your time, Carrie. I know you've got to go and and meet um, another mom who's just been processing some tough stuff. So again, fantastic human being that you are. <laughs> Seconded. Yeah, yeah. So uh, let me ask you this: Are you scared to have another child? Um. Absolutely. Uh, yes, there. Yes, pregnancy is not um, this joyful experience for us. It never has been. We miscarried twice before our son, so we've never had a 100% joyful pregnancy where you just get pregnant and then nine months later you have a baby. You know that's not ever been our experience. So we thought this one was going to be that. Yeah, honestly, Drew. Like it's kind of <laughs> funny to think back on it. Like how you know when we went in for that 19 week ultrasound with Harrison. It was like, you know, we were fearful. We knew that, you know, it's everybody builds it up because it's, you know, the big gender thing. You know, you find out boy, girl. And we were terrified of it because, it's like, no, they're like checking chambers of the heart and spinal stuff. And like, so we were really worried going into Harrison's um, and everything was great. It was fine and it was wonderful. And so we went into this one with our second child, Eva. Um, and, you know, we didn't, we weren't worried. We were just excited to find out is Harrison going to have a brother or sister? And then, of course, you know, whap, we get hit in the face yeah. with uh, some really bad news. Man, so, what? yes, but we we are yes we're a hundred percent fearful of it, um, but we will try again. Yeah, we're gonna have we're we're going to try again. Lord we willing. we want Harrison to have a sibling. Um, I want to have another baby. We're going to try again. You know, I I know what I know I know it's not like some Will Smith movie, but is there any way that you could ever connect with or find out whose lives were impacted? by your daughter's life? Well, I mean, I think that in, intangibly so, no. I mean, because just the way that this thing has kind of exploded, um, that you know, we've heard from so many people that have signed up to be organ donors that otherwise weren't. Um, you know, there's been parents that have now, you know, connected with Carrie and uh, other mothers, and they've you know, decided maybe to take their terminal child to, to term when they otherwise were considering other options. So, like, in that sense, no. I mean, we'll never know. We're just going to have to rest and know that some of the awareness that Eva was able to raise. Um, on the other side of it, um, like, in terms of finding out, like, specifically what might have happened, you know, hopefully, maybe we will. But, you know, the, the one thing that we kind of have to – that we've always understood is that it was – it was not a guarantee. There was nothing guaranteed within it. It was always kind of a little bit of a long shot. This is uncharted waters to, for infant organ donation, especially in our case. Hmm. And, um, you know, it's just it, – it, we, we have to be okay with the, the the fact that, like, you know, medical science is not – you know, there, there's no, um, you know, concrete things that are going to happen. So, you know, maybe down the line we'll find out some good news about something. And, and if we don't, that, that's okay. Yeah. And that's something we can be okay with as well. Why, why aren't all faith people – donors i don't understand the blog like if anybody should understand that the body is the body and there's more to the body than just the body it's the faith people like i think every faith person i don't give a holy grunt what you believe but if you're a person of faith that believes there there's a creator that two mm -hmm. things at least should happen one you should have a sponsor child on your fridge 
And two, you should uh, be donating all of your body parts after you're dead because um, that just makes sense to me. So have you heard from people in the faith community challenging you on that? As far as Uh, being organ donors? Yeah, yeah. No? No, I don't think so. Not really. I I would say no, Um, not at all. I haven't. Yeah, because I mean, to me, it's it's more of just a common sense thing, organ donation, and you know, there's you know, with the way that the the story about our daughter kind of made its way around, you know, we found out that in a lot of other countries that it's a, it's a really hot button issue, um, like New Zealand and Australia, and like I know that in like England, it was a really big deal because uh, organ donation is a is a real hot button thing over there, and um, I don't. To me, it's just like this. There's a lot of misconceptions about it, and a lot of misunderstanding. You know, there's there's people out there that think that like, uh, you know, if you if you have an organ donor checked on your your driver's license, that the uh, the doctors are going to just let you die, um, so that they can harvest your organs. I mean, they, they, these are just like silly things that people think. I mean, it's it's just a, a general. To me, it's just a you know common sense thing. Like I'm dead. I'm gone. Like. <laughs> Let me see how I can help somebody else. And that's that's essentially like that that's the heart of the decision that we made with Eva. It's like we're her parents. Um, she's under the age of eighteen. She's she's going to she's gonna pass away. And as her parents, we decided to make her an organ donor. I mean it was really just kind of as simple as that. Yeah. Wow. Well, so many more questions, but not enough time. So let me just let me just finish with with this. Um, I have two children. It's been a long time since they popped out. Uh, that's probably not the best way to say that. That's pretty accurate. Okay. All right. So Eva, you deliver this, your daughter, Eva, and you knew that going into this, this would be torturous. And, and as a, as a kid who was adopted, so I, I was born and then given up for adoption right away. I was taken from my mom and uh, a month later, uh, roughly uh, given given to a family. There's so many dynamics there that just wreck me from the inside out, and I can't even imagine. I mean, that picture that's going around where you guys are just full sobs, full mm-hmm. sobbing, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it was sad. Well, yeah, but I'm glad that you let that picture out. That that, that because it's not the. There's another shot where you're holding Eva, and there's um, your son as well, Harrison, and you guys are looking at the camera, and you got smiles and stuff. And I'm like, I I called BS on that shot because yeah, our eyes were very red. Uh, yeah, <laughs> there, were, there were times that we were holding Eva, and and we had a photographer there, um, and I, I would say I I think I should smile. Like, should I, we smile? I, I should smile. smile, right? Like I'm, I'm holding my, oh. I'm holding my daughter. I need to be smiling. This is it. This is all I have, literally. And honestly, when I look back at the pictures where I know I said I need to smile, I hate them. I don't like looking at them because yeah. I know that it's not genuine. Yeah. And that's, I know that's not how I felt. Um, in the picture with our whole family, when we're both smiling, for me, I can tell that it's not a hundred percent megawatt smile that Royce and I have, you know, we look exhausted mentally, physically, you know, everything. Carrie, how, how soon after her delivery did she pass? She was stillborn. Oh, she was. Okay. All right. She was stillborn. Okay. So, um, that was a huge twist in the story that was really heartbreaking for us. It, yeah. Um, you know, because we decided to carry on the pregnancy in hopes of being able to donate her organs. And that was what got us to say yes to carrying the pregnancy to term. I I wish that it was different. You know, I wish that we had sat there and gotten this awful news and 
you know, sure, I said, like, can can we donate her organs? But, like, once we got home and thought about it, I wanted I wanted to terminate. I really did because I – it was sounded like hell to me. I mean, personally, that's just what it sounded like. Um, so our decision to carry her to term was initially based on organ donation. But then once we, you know, made the decision and went forward, it, it – that didn't matter as much as we wanted to hold our baby girl and okay. we wanted to give her life and we wanted to um, celebrate her life. And she was a person and we, and we wanted to, we wanted her to be a person. Um, you know, so I, then when I, she was stillborn. It was awful. <laughs> I don't know. You know, I think we all kind of put stuff on God that's got nothing to do with God. And then we all don't give God credit for stuff that we probably should be giving God credit for. So it's a big guessing game for us. But I'm sure somebody, and you guys have already processed yourself, you know, you wonder about what you were spared because of the fact she was stillborn. I mean, what what right. kind what kind of PTSD stuff might have gone down had she been born, not stillborn? And, okay, the organ donation thing didn't quite work the way it was planned, but... I'm just wondering about some kind of, I don't know, maybe I'm doing the whole, I don't know you, but let me try to. I know exactly what you're talking about. And for one, we didn't have to watch her die. Yep. So, I mean, that's one, which is, I I mean, it's weird because that's never something that we were very concerned about because we had prepared ourselves for that for four months. Yeah. Um, But because she was stillborn, um, I also didn't have to have a C-section. That was, yeah, originally was, Carrie was going to have a C-section. A uh, huge, okay. I hate saying blessing, but that's what it was. Sure. Um, and there was concern from the doctors too, that because there was some complications with, uh, with the pregnancy because of Eva's condition that Carrie's stomach was like way bigger than a normal, like, because it was, he's uh, being fluid. kind. It was really, good. it was huge. <laughs> it, was, um, it was, it was the biggest thing you've ever seen. And so okay. there was, there was some worries that she might lose her uterus. And like, and I, when I say worries, I mean, it wasn't like something like get ready. It could happen. It was more of just like, you need to know that this is a possibility within a C-section because your uterus is so stretched out. Yeah. You know, you could lose it um, for the future. And so that is one thing, like, as we've kind of like reflected on it. And like you said, Drew, I think sometimes maybe we're trying to give God credit for something that maybe was just like coincidence. I don't know. I mean, this is, this is stuff. It's not my really job to figure out, but yeah. like, if we're trying to, that's one. That's one blessing that we did have is that Carrie was able to deliver Eva vaginally. We can she can have another vaginal birth with our next child, and she didn't lose her uterus. Yeah. Wow. Okay, guys. I know Carrie, you've got to go. So let me just say finish this by saying thank you, um, because I know you were reticent about doing too many interviews and how do we say yes to some and no to others and and you don't want people going oh they're just looking for the glory light or whatever the spotlight and, <laughs> right that's is a not what was happening here yep no i get it so it indeed was an honor for me to have you guys on my show it has been a powerful mother's day interview and i just am so thankful so that's it that's all i got thanks well, well thank you thanks you're welcome for having us. yeah yeah and and Happy Mother's Day tomorrow. Um, I, it, it would be interesting to see how how Eva impacts you from this day forward, and well, from that from that moment forward, from this whole yeah, scenario was, forward. Tomorrow will be interesting. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I have no idea how I will react. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. Guy. We have a beautiful baby boy that keeps us in pretty good spirits. So. I can imagine. That's right. That's right. Okay, guys, thank you for for your time again. Really appreciate it. You bet. Bye bye. Royce and Carrie Young on the Drew Marshall Show. Duh, man. 
And we'll go out with Eva Cassidy, one of my all-time favorite singer-songwriters, who, of course, died herself of cancer before she really became famous as a singer-songwriter. Wow. Eva, what a name. Short break. We'll be right back. Among the fields of barley And you 